And I think that really it was on our end in learning how to lead and learning how to put people in positions where they can be successful and not just putting someone in a role to where like, hey, you do this task, whether you're good at it or whether you're not good at it, I'm paying you sit down and do the job. You learn that. And we we had to learn that um, too. And so I think that, again, we've just been so blessed with amazing women around us, but we have had to learn kind of how to lead well and put them in positions to where they can be successful. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. I am so eager and excited to bring you two of my favorite people. Ryan and Anna are a husband and wife duo. They're members of my incubator program, but they are masterful in their space. They are the owners of Refuge and Co. They are a husband and wife photography team. But why I had them on today is one, because of the immense growth that they've seen in the last year or so in our time together. And I've been bearing witness to it. And it had to get into the earbuds of all of you because one of the things that they've done so incredibly well is grow and expand their team. I believe they're up to 16 employees right now, having started just a few years ago, just the two of them. But they don't just have people working for them. They have people working with them in their mission, so connected to what Refuge & Co. are doing. They're not just checking off task lists. They're not seeing high turnover. They have people that are rooted in the mission and a part of a culture that they've created that is going out and making a positive ripple effect in the world. So today's conversation is all around how do you grow and lead a team? What does that look like? What are best practices? What are the mistakes to avoid? This conversation is really going to expand your mind if you're someone with only a couple contractors or a small team, or maybe you're still a solo show. It might be time to open your mind to expanding possibility through the extension of additional people that are going to get behind your mission, but it's not going to happen automatically. So we break down what you need to do and how you need to do it with two of my favorite people. Every time I'm with Ryan and Anna, they were just out here in Wisconsin with us. I'm like, I just need more of them in my in my life. And they are soon to be parents as well. So, so many exciting firsts for them upcoming, but they're sharing their hearts with you today. Let's get to the show. Okay, Ryan and Anna, two of my favorite people on the planet. Actually, there are three of you here right now because Anna's currently 
Prego with their yes. first little baby girls. So awesome. And I'm so what happy. They tell to us Fact effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm eager to get our audience to get to know you two better because it's been such a gift and such a blessing to really, yeah, get under the hood of your business, but also really getting to know you two and what you're building and how you're building it and how quick you're building it. So before we dive into some of the meat and potatoes of today's conversation, I would love if you'd introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us a little bit more about you guys, what do you do, and a little bit about the journey here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, uh, Liz, we just want to say thank you for having us here. Um, we're, we're super excited. We're pumped. We're popping all the confetti to be here. Um, and, that's one thing. If you know us, you'll know that we're always popping confetti. Oh yeah. Uh, but super excited. And so, yeah, uh, we're, we're Anna and Ryan and, uh, together we own, um, Refuge and Co. And so we've been in business now, just over four years and it's unbelievable just to look back at, at this journey. But we, uh, Refuge & Co. was formerly just a wedding photography company. And uh, as of last month, we now um, are doing wedding films as well. And so we, we truly believe in loving, serving, and celebrating um, the clients that we're blessed to work with and capturing their most important memories. Yeah, so along our journey of Refuge & Co., which, fun fact, only recently became Refuge and Co. Um, it was Refuge by Anna and Ryan because it started as just us, husband and wife uh, photography team. And that that's a whole adventure. Um, but as Liz kind of mentioned, it's been somewhat of a quick, while, while the, the nights were long, the years have been short kind of thing, um, a quick adventure for us. Um, and we quickly started growing our team. So now we are a 16 member company instead of just the husband and wife, which is not a vision that we necessarily, I feel like our brains even had the capacity to have in the beginning. But as God has been, you know, guiding the ship, it's just become very evident for us. And as Liz also mentioned, we're adding to the team in a completely different way than we have in the past of a little baby girl. So uh, we're super thankful for all of the the incredible team that we have around us, uh, which is also just an incredible support system for us in this season of life. And that's going to continue helping us to carry our business in the um, way that we we want it to continue going and growing um, while we also get to step into the role of mom and dad. (laughs) Which is an awesome role for you both, just knowing your hearts and seeing how you operate in business. You're going to be such incredible parents the way you love and you really live by your company's name. And that's one thing that I'd love to kick off with. So you talk about how pretty recently you shifted from refuge with Anna and Ryan to refuge and co. So let's talk about that because that is not just a branding decision. That's not just like, oh, we want to shift our logo. There's a reason behind that. And the evolution from being this husband and wife team as you started to now being a 16-member team in a very short window of time is kind of, to me, it's testament to your leadership and to the vision of what you guys have and where you're going. Um, But talk about what made you feel called to expand outside the walls of just you two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that question. And that's something, you know, refuge has always been, it's never been about us. 
it's always been about others. And that's truly where the name even came from. I, I remember it so vividly as we were driving home, we were, we were um, spending time with my family over the holidays and we were driving home. We knew we were, we were going to launch this business and we were like, what, what are we going to call it? Is it going to be like photography by Anna and Ryan or Ryan and Anna photography? You know, I call it something catchy, maybe like Leonard's lenses or something like that. But Ryan was definitely throwing all of those out. Yeah. That, that, that's a no go. It's a no go. <laughs> Um, and, and we were just talking about different scriptures that meant a lot to us. And we came up about refuge and how we find our refuge in Jesus Christ. And we want um, kind of to try to replicate that and be a refuge for all the clients that we're blessed to serve. And so that's where refuge came from. But just like Anna said, and especially since we were kind of, we were doing photography, we wanted them to see themselves in the way that Christ sees them. So we were hoping that through our photography, we could you know, um, instill in the, them the, those values and like for them to see themselves in the way that Christ saw them through the photos that we were able to capture for them. Yeah. And, and so that's where really the sense of refuge came from. And then it, it was refuge by Anna and Ryan. And um, what we quickly learned is that we were blessed to have really created a sense of demand. And we were building relationships and refuge has always been about building relationships and um, I, I remember we were saying no, essentially as much as we were saying yes. And we were saying, not only were we saying no, we were saying no to these women that we had built relationships with. We had celebrated them as they graduated college. And they were like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for when it's my turn to be the bride. And then that happened and we were booked on their date. And we were saying like, hey, I, not only like, I, I can't serve you, but I, I don't really have somebody that I feel like is going to give you the same experience that we do. And so uh, we weren't ready to grow a team. We, we didn't know anything about building a team. We, we didn't know anything about it, but we knew that we wanted to love and serve more women and provide them the sense of refuge, make them feel loved, valued, and seen. And we and figured the, we'd figure the rest out on the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we knew we had to bring people in to, to do that. And so we actually started, uh, we brought two girls in, in October of 2000 and, um, I guess we should backtrack just a little bit. We originally launched with just, um, Ryan and Anna on January 1st of 2018. So by October, like you said, of 2019, we knew like, okay, we don't even know what we've done here. Like, this is incredible the way we feel like we've been so blessed and the amount of people we've been able to serve, but we've got to find another way to continue serving even more people that are wanting the service. And so that, that began in October of 2019 and we brought on two girls then. Yeah. And and then here this past year in in the calendar year of 2021, um, we brought on an additional, um, I think at that, that round, we brought on an additional 13 and and went um, to a 16 member team. And now in 2022, like we said, we're, we're at 16 um, and who knows what God has around the corner. It's, Um, it's, it's, it's continually in the, the, uphill trend so we, we will see where where we go from here um but i feel like the question that you actually asked so we're gonna get we're gonna get, get the shit back um that's my part of the the business ryan's is just to be the fun loving um part but i'm gonna got it back to the actual question that was asked which how we went from refuge by anna and ryan to refuge and co where that where that decided to become a reality for us obviously when we brought on more people we still uh, didn't necessarily think, like you said, it wasn't that it wasn't, wasn't 100% a brand thing. We knew we could still have our brand. We were the founders, owners of the company, everyone that 
even hires our team knows like it was refuge by Anna and Ryan. But this year we just really started feeling like pulled on our heartstrings of like, we really just wanted to just continue cultivating this team that we have been able to create. And we wanted to communicate that not only to our clients, that it was Refuge and Co. was not about Anna and Ryan in any way, but we also wanted to relay that message to these girls that have, you know, like invested their time in our company. Um, while again, it is a job for them, we've also we just appreciate the time that they dedicate to us, the hearts that they put behind um, serving for us. So we wanted them to also feel that that we were all all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a team. It's not two people. Uh, it, it's a collective team uh, of us together who make Refuge and Co. And so we, we felt really excited to, to bring that to them. And like, hey, we're, we're going to change this. It's no longer going to be Refuge by Anna and Ryan. It's going to be Refuge and Co. And collectively, we all make this. And even mm-hmm. to extend even further into that, we also had it laid on our hearts. We've had this for a while, but just one of those things of like, didn't really know, just kind of like the whole team thing. Like, how do we do this? Where are we going? What do we want to do? Um, we knew that we wanted to start contributing what we've been blessed with to truly bless out um, to others. So we knew we wanted to find someone to partner with, just like really donating some of our profits. And so in that, I just feel like that also makes everyone feel like they're a part of something. So like we hope that our brides and our graduates and all that, they feel like they're a part of something about, about being a refuge bride. You know, like we welcome them to the family, but even those that may not even need our services, we want them to feel like they can be a part of refuge. So that's an, even another way that refuge and co comes into play because with, they, uh, yeah, that they can join the mission. And I'll let you talk a little bit more about like who we're partnering with, but with that, with that partnership, they could join in the mission, you know, whether that Mm -hmm. is purchasing a refuge shirt and, you know, some of the proceeds go to this nonprofit or whether, you know, just donating money in general, anything like that, it doesn't have to be just through our photography services that they can fill a part of this. Right. The, The mission has clearly become bigger than you guys. And I love, to me, that's, that's the hope, right? That's where you start to see and really step into leadership and understand that like in choosing to lead this team and into partner with a nonprofit and to bring your team into the fray and, and really honestly tell them, Hey, this is, this is as much you as it is us. And you guys are the heartbeat of this thing. It allows for so much growth and possibility. And I think the other piece too, that you mentioned was you were starting to see demand. So this is a a slippery slope sometimes for entrepreneurs where they're trucking along and they're a one-man show. And then all of a sudden the demand shows up and it's like, you have to start hiring from a place of desperation uh, versus hiring from a place of leadership where you have this future vision of where your company's going and what it's evolving into and starting to make hires accordingly instead of feeling backs against the wall. Oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Now I got to bring people in and you're frantic and you don't have time to train them upright. Maybe you don't even bring in the right people because you're not bringing in people who align with the values or personality or whatever. You're just looking strictly, what are your skills? Can you get the job done? I need you. So when you are first starting to bring people on, can you talk a little bit about that? Were there any mistakes in that process or things you would have done differently because you hit that demand point and then had to bring people on? Or did you start to, did you just get lucky? Like how did it work for you guys? So I actually really love this question. And we actually, we host an accelerator where we coach other photographers on how to build a team because we tell them we're like, 
it was a roller coaster. And we kind of like, while it's like running a business and owning a team is still going to be a roller coaster. We can't just completely avoid that for you. You're going to have highs and lows. We want to help you kind of bypass some of those that you may not have seen coming. But with this, we are actually very blessed that we did look up and the actual two original girls that we hired are still a part of the team. We didn't necessarily make a mistake. And um, it wasn't anything that we had, like we went into like a, like you kind of were describing like a rush. It, it really kind of fell in our laps in that first round of hiring. However, uh, we did learn a lot through that on, on ourselves and our leadership in and how we could make it better in the future. Again, we were really blessed with the two girls. They're still a part of the team. They're a huge asset to our team and we, we like are so thankful for them. So like just saying them in general, that's not, that's not really where we learned the lesson. It's just like throughout the process of building this team, learning on the leadership and how to run a team. We learned a lot, but where I think that we were able to kind of hit the nail on the head, like right to begin with, you kind of like touched on this a little bit is we didn't go in like, yes, we felt like there was demand. We had absolutely no clue what we were doing. So there couldn't really be a rush aspect to it uh, because we were like, we got to figure this out. But we didn't even go in again, like we mentioned, we own a photography company. We didn't go in looking for photographers. So we weren't just looking for the easy way out of like, oh, we need to find people that, that know how to operate the camera that can you know, execute the, the plan kind of thing. What we were looking for were girls that were on the same mission as us. That was what was the most important because we did not believe that we could teach the heart. We didn't believe that we could teach someone to have a true desire to love and serve. We knew without a shadow of a doubt, we could teach them how to operate a camera because we ourselves had to learn at one point. So that's where I feel like we went well, like where we did something really good in the beginning and it paid off. But again, there was a lot of lessons learned along the way um, that we were able to make the next round of hiring just a completely different process and, you know, all the things. And, and I think it's one thing to, to say that we, we started off with a pretty good mindset. I think that we have been so blessed to have amazing women that we've hired um, through Refuge around us. And I would say that the mistakes, quote unquote, that have been made, I really think that they're all learning experiences. Uh, you know, I, I remember one of my buddies before we were really in business, he he owned a company and he said, yeah, there's not really mistakes. There's learning experiences. As long as you're learning from them and growing, they're not mistakes. They're just learning opportunities. And I was like, ah, a mistake's a mistake. <laughs> but now it's like, wow, I see what he means. And I think that really it was on our end in learning how to lead and learning how to put people in positions where they can be successful and not just putting someone in a role to where like, hey, you do this task, whether you're good at it or whether you're not good at it, I'm paying you sit down and do the job. You learn that. And we we had to learn that um, too. And so I think that, again, we've just been so blessed with amazing women around us, but we have had to learn kind of how to lead well and put them in positions to where they can be successful. Mm, yeah, that's such a big piece of it. And I feel like throughout our time, so for those listening, just to, to clarify, so Anna and Ryan are in my incubator mastermind. So this is for high-level entrepreneurs who are in the you know, take it to the next level stage, but really stepping in to the leadership side of things. Uh, so as you were navigating the not mistakes, but learning the, the lessons, right, which I think is a really poignant thought because it's true, like everything, 
every step we take, we're going to get feedback. And sometimes that feedback's like, that was the right step. And sometimes the feedback's like, you just stepped on a landmine and lost your leg and everything in between. And that's okay. But throughout our our time in the mastermind, we've talked a lot about not taking on everything yourself in business and having the courage and the wisdom and the discernment to say, who do we need to come in and how can we bring them in and, and really give them a role where they can thrive. And I love that you guys hired for heart before hiring for skill. Like, obviously they have to be able to be teachable, but you can't teach someone to fall in love with the mission. You can't teach someone to uh, really have the values that you have, right? I guess you could, could teach them, but that would, that would be a tall order, a, a long amount of time and effort. And it probably would be pretty painful, but I feel like this is sometimes a really undiagnosed block for some people, meaning that they're trying to scale and they're trying to grow in their business, except they're not trying this. They're not trying to bring the right people in to take stuff, not just off their plate, but people who are better at the things that are on their plate to run with it. And then they're wondering why they're still feeling like they're at max capacity and they're not seeing the growth they want to see. And I think about you guys going into this new stage of parenthood and what a blessing that you've taken this growth and this possibility on early before having the baby, because there are a lot of people I know, again, going back to that desperation thought where they, they know, okay, baby's coming in nine months and I'm a one man show. And if I'm not working, the the business is not generating. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that piece of it, of what it's like to give pieces of your business baby into the hands of people and trusting and raising them up. And that's like, that is a total reflection on us as the leaders, right? How the health of an organization or the health of your leadership can be measured by the health and the growth of your people. So talk a little bit about that transition of bringing, yes, sounds like you found some gems, which is awesome when you first started, but mentally, what was it like? And I know Anna, you, you and I have talked about this This is a hard thing to do, right? Cause you want to control it and you want to make sure it's going well and you can do it yourself. Right. What's that like starting to hand things off and not just hand them off, but hand them off and trust. Yeah, I love that. And Anna's definitely going to talk uh, uh, probably a little bit more on this than uh, than I will. But I think that one thing, too, that, that we did um, well that, that has really benefited us is that regardless of your position or the task at hand, we view everything within Refuge & Co. on an equal playing field. And so we, we kind of say that we own Leonard Incorporated and one of uh, uh, somebody that we really look up to, um, his name is Jordan Demos. I heard him say this and we've really kind of just taken it for our own life that we own Leonard Incorporated and Refuge and Co is just an entity within that. And so for Leonard Incorporated, which is really just like our life's and work. Fun fact, just for any listeners out there that may be a little confused because we find out more often than not, our followers get a little confused. Our last name is in fact, Leonard. Our oh, business yeah. name is Refuge. So just to yeah. throw that out there while we're on the topic. Good point, yeah. So our last <laughs> name is Leonard. So we you know, Leonard Incorporated. Anyways, so essentially whether um, Anna is in here editing or training a girl, I am cooking dinner, folding our underwear or the towels. <laughs> 
everything is an equal playing field. It takes all pieces working collectively together to move the needle forward, which allows the mission to move forward. And I think that that's the thing. So no matter what position you're in, every task is important from talking to clients to working on the back end to where nobody will ever see visibly the work that you're doing. It all matters. And so we all approach our task as if we have the most important piece of the company to move it forward. Uh, Yes. So this is definitely an area that I could talk on for a long time, but I will try to keep it a little bit condensed. But I love the fact that you use the analogy of our business baby, because that is, in fact, what we've said. And I, we're, go, we're coming up on seven years of marriage. So we've, we've had the question a time of two of when are you actually going to have a real baby? And as excited as we are about this one, she was a total surprise. Um, so we still weren't even on the track of thinking that that was just around the corner. But we, we've said we do have a baby it's our business right now. It takes all of our time, all of our money. We don't sleep at night. Um, and we're just trying to train it to walk, essentially. Like once it can walk a little bit on its own, then we'll actually start talking about our next baby, which will be a real baby. Um, but that's kind of the, the season that we felt like we were in for a while. And I continue that analogy with when we were talking about considering, thinking, giving off tasks to other people. I'm like, it is our baby. But what what is a little bit scary, but we've we've worked past it and we realize is that we are its parents. These people are like babysitters or nannies. While we know we can find people that are going to love them and you know hopefully treat them in the same way that we do, like they will never love that baby in the same way that we do. And that's just a reality to like have to accept, but that's also okay. But I still, we still have been able to find women, like I said, that are like that MVP nanny of like, sometimes I wonder if they love the nanny more than they they love me. Um, And it's just been kind of, for me, it was like a slower process. But I also think once you find the right people and you can't just get burned and think like, okay, there there is no one out there. Um, Once you find the right people and you start feeling the freedom, um, that's what we said with it. we built a life of flexibility and that was cool. Like, yeah, we, we could sleep in a little later if we wanted to. We didn't have someone saying you have to be at work at this time. Um, but we, we were not living any kind of life of freedom. We still had a lot of things that were dictating all of our time. We didn't get to just, you know, freely choose what we wanted to do. We're now that we're taking the steps to truly hand off responsibilities and take that weight off of us. We're truly starting to feel that life of freedom. And Mm -hmm. once you get a little taste of it for me and the, even the control freak that I was of like, how can someone else do this in the same way that I'm doing it? um, Once, once I was able to just to kind of feel that and, and have a trust in someone and they were able to execute in the way that we were asking them to, it's just like a feeling like no other. And it just kind of motivates you to continue stepping forward and be like, okay, I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready to hand off the next thing. And so for us, it's, it's actually a big work in progress right now. Our goal is by September due date that, that essentially the whole business is handed over to our team, but we're, we're still in that, in that process right now. We've, we've handed over a lot, but we still have some more to let go of. Yeah. And, and I think it's like one of those pieces where again, through the accelerator that we're in with you, we've learned so much uh, about leadership and really it's, it's just been perfect timing as it's went hand in hand as we're kind of 
continuing to hand over more and more operations of the day-to-day business to our team um, and allowing us to kind of go into like a true owner and CEO and mm-hmm. kind of guiding the ship. And one of the huge things that we learned in the incubator that I think helped me in being able to to let go of things. And this has really helped me just in life in general, because I was always kind of like what I would describe as like a jack of all trades. Like I, I was I'm a pretty creative person, you know, like my, I grew up in a family that was always uh, do it yourself kind of stuff. And I can do a lot of things, but doesn't necessarily mean that that I should be doing a lot of things. Um, It's truly finding where your actual passion and your expertise lies. It's just such such a gift. And so while I am capable and I can do all of these things that were currently on my to do list, doesn't mean that I should be doing them. Um, A perfect example, not even related to our business, is we are actually about to be moving into a new home. And so we're looking at hiring someone to come in and do the decor. Again, I am perfectly capable of it. And at some points, it may bring us a little bit of joy to look through things. But at the same time, when we, when we really take a step back, we're like, actually, we would rather be spending our time in other areas. And there are people out there that their true expertise is in coming in and doing this. And so like kind of evaluating that through like our business and just our daily life of like what what actually truly brings us joy and let's step into those roles and, and mm-hmm. hand over the other roles to people that again, it was kind of like made for them. Yeah. There are so many pieces of leadership that are painful, right? Cause when the chisels up against you, it kind of hurts, but <laughs> it also is lending itself to allowing you to access something that you literally can't access until you're willing to step into it. So yes, you could have always kept your hands on everything in the business and it would be fine. You would probably grow a moderately successful business has, you know, the stresses that come with it. But what you guys are being called to is bigger than just you. It's bigger than just a moderately successful business. And the only way to access that is to break through many of the things that are uncomfortable and painful and and things you hadn't yet experienced. So let's talk about that leadership growth for a minute. Can you guys identify or think about some areas of leadership that you can actually see for yourself, like, man, I really had to grow in this area, or I was really struggling with this, but now that I've embraced this new way of leading, uh, I can see the fruit of that labor or the fruit of that change. Curious if anything comes to mind. Yeah, I think for me, something that just comes to mind, um, <laughs> I, if anybody listening does the Enneagram, I am a seven through and through. And so organization, (laughs) not so much my strong suit, having a good time and dreaming. I am just, I'm your guy. We can do it. And uh, so I think that one thing for me, just like as as we've continued to to grow our team and to grow our company and everything that kind of comes with that, you know, I, I learned it's like, it's so fun to talk about scaling your business and, you know, you, you go from this number and you, you grow it and you double it and then you double it again the next year. Well, with those numbers also come doubling everything else. And so I think that one piece of, of that is really for me, having the vision and growing that um, to step in and learn as hard as it's been for me that I need to do a little bit j- better job of being organized so I can relay that and lead my team in a way that they see that coming from me. Um, and so while I will never be as organized as Anna, because it's it's in her, like, I, I don't understand how God made her or, organized. I, I'm just not. 
And so there's a lot of things that Anna will do that have to do with organization around the team that I, I just won't touch because she, just like she was talking about, she is the expert and I am not. However, we just want to be really well-rounded leaders and present that for our team. So I'd say for me, I think that that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the biggest area, I'm, I'm a definite people pleaser. And while we we do, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast, we, we pop the confetti, we love to celebrate. And while, you know, obviously life isn't rainbows and unicorns all the time, we do truly try to try to look at every situation and see the glasses half full, you know, like try to pull out the positive um, aspect and any, any chance that we can or know that like God, ha- even when it may not feel super positive, God has a purpose for it, but really stepping into those same like beliefs in the leadership role. Um, so even when there may be, I always like to say like, I like even the word kind of makes me just feel a little like, um, but confrontation is just one of those things. Like I would avoid it like the plague. But when it when you're in a leadership role, that's just not a very good leadership quality to have of avoiding something like that. Because if you're just constantly avoiding anything that may need to be a confrontation or even and we, we say it's not necessarily a confrontation, it's just a conversation. Like we just need to have a conversation about this. Then you're only just setting yourself up for like continued like failure for the whole team. Like you're not being a true leader um, by not mm-hmm. stepping into that and addressing it when it needs to be addressed. And the thing is, is we are in the leader position and they are our team and they're looking at us. And if we're not stepping into that to let them know, like, Hey, we need to have this conversation or, you know, like we need to see growth in this area or, you know, like things like that, then how do we expect them to know? Or like, why do, how do we expect anything to change or anything to go in the direction that we're needing it to go? Anytime that we actually have had to step into those conversation, confrontation kind of things, we've always walked out with a smile on our face. Like while we may have walked in, like I said, like I literally like want to like go to the bathroom and, and just like vomit everywhere. Like that's how I feel going into the meetings. Um, when we walk out, you know, we, we walk out with the fresher breath air and like, that was so good. Like we needed to do that. Um, and Cause again, you, our team is so receptive of it while we work ourselves up and think like, Oh my gosh, how are they going to take this? Or like, I don't want to offend them. Or, you know, and it's all about, pre- it's all about your word choice too. I, I say that through like every part of business is all about the words that you choose to use. And we, we choose to, to build them up. Even when we have to have those um, confrontational kind of moments, we're never going at it as attacking them or belittling them or anything like that. It's just always a growth opportunity. Um, and again, that they end up being super appreciative of it, but that's just an area that I have to work myself up. Um, I have to tell myself like, we got this, we can do this, we can talk about this. And then, like I said, on the other end, it always ends up being like, man, I feel so much better now that we got that out and they're on a good track and we're on a good track. Um, But that's just definitely like a constant, like for me, a constant something I have to work on um, and just reminding myself, okay, we've got to be good leaders in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I just have to shout you out on is watching and witnessing your growth and leadership in so many ways, the ways you guys mentioned, but also other ways I've seen too, just your confidence in leading your team or dealing with challenges that arise. They're not these roadblocks or these problems that you guys freak out about. You bring them to the table and you stay really solution oriented. There've been many conversations in the incubator where you've, you guys have brought a challenge forward, but it's not from a 
doomsday perspective. It's from a, okay, this is what's ahead of us. What do you guys think about this? And how can we work through this and staying very open and then applying what you're learning and seeing that you're capable of it and it's possible. And another big way that I'm really just so proud of you both, you've been in go mode and you've had the capacity to do that, right? You, have, you don't have kids yet and you're all in on your business and you're hundred percent, but really seeing you learn the power of creating margin in your lives to continue to stay in that visionary role. And that is something that you came into the program without. And now I'm seeing you do it and I'm seeing the power of it, especially knowing there's nothing like knowing how long a baby's going to cook to know like, oh my God, I got this much time to start to cast a vision for how this Talk is going to look it, so different, <laughs> but you guys are, you're doing it and it's awesome. And I, to me, that's a massive differentiator in people that have adopted leadership and people who haven't, when you live in reactionary mode, when you're just go, 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 when you're like, I'm at max capacity, I've got to do all the things I got to, I have too much on my list to, I actually see the value in white space and and creative thinking and visionary thinking, even if it makes me uncomfortable, because that's going to be my, like, kind of my jumping off point into my next level. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's funny that you say that because I was actually talking with somebody on the phone um, about that earlier today about creating margin. And I was actually reading a book and I, I vividly remember this day is uh, our last Saturday before we found out that we, we were going to be having our little girl and we were out on the beach and it was just such a beautiful day. We were blessed to live um, in 38, Florida, just right outside of Rosemary beach. And um, the, the sun was setting, the water was glistening and uh, a little girl walked by. And I, I remember just like the, the water sparkling. It was just a beautiful moment. And then Anna was reading this book and what she said was that the author was talking about how you've got to create the space for margin to be available. Like that, that's not, you're not just going to have time available unless you truly go in and block that time off to create margin for things like white space, because we need that. Our business needs that, but also we need to have time just to be a friend. We need to have time to be a mom. We need to have time to be a dad, to be a son, a daughter, all these different things. And we've got to go in and create that time and manage that time and block that time off. And so I was talking with somebody about that earlier, and I just could not agree more. And I think that that is something that through you know the incubator, I, I felt and true, just the, the shift in mindset from like all or nothing. You know, that mm. there can be this balance. And one thing that you've said that has just stuck with me is about scheduling your seasons. And so it doesn't have to be this reactionary, just if somebody asks you, oh yeah, you know, it's just a busy season. And that appears to be the thing that you say every single day for a couple of years. That's not a busy season. That, that means <laughs> that's, that's just a busy life. And that's not right. a life well lived. And as, as humans, yes, we are, we are going to be busy just because of the world that we live in. However, I do think that we can be intentional about scheduling seasons. And so right now we're, we are in a season that, yeah, it's really busy. We're doing a lot of work, but what we see is that this season is coming to an end pretty soon. And we know that that's going to be a season of rest. That's going to be a season of family that's going to be a season of slowing down. And then a few months later, we have scheduled in 
it's going to be a little growth spurt again. So we're going to be scheduling it. We know it's going to be a little bit busy, but I think that that allows our minds to prepare. It allows our minds to relax. And it also gives that there's a light at the end of the tunnel instead of just it's doomsday. And I don't know when yes. this will ever end. This is very similar to what you're mentioning, Liz. And we appreciate that so much that you've recognized that that's definitely something hasn't always been a strong suit of ours, but something that we've both strived very hard to work on in the past couple of years, especially in our business aspect. And I say all the time, the, the terms that I use is the sky is not falling. Like we are like, this is not something that is is, is like something for us to look and say the sky is falling um, and kind of just taking things for what they truly are. Like I mentioned earlier, I have a people pleaser and I, there are times that I feel like most people wouldn't know this because I also can put up like a, a pretty hardcore like face, but like I would wear my feelings on my shoulder in the sense that I do take pride in, you know, all that I do. So if someone does feel that they are not served in the way that they want to be served or, you know, anything, any kind of thing to let us know, like that we may have not have met expectations, something like that could just like tear me down. Because again, like we, we take pride in, in serving everyone that we serve and want to do it in the best possible way. But in those moments too, just remembering, like, we don't know what went on in their day, um, right. you know, all those kind of things. And just taking a step back and realizing like, hey, maybe I just need to go for a walk. I just need a little breather. For me, even more so, because we're very blessed that we serve amazing people. So that's not a, a very common occurrence for us to have messages or something that may kind of spiral us. But for me, it's the to-do list that may spiral me as I'm looking at it and I'm immediately feeling overwhelmed. But if I take a second, maybe just to, although I'm like, that doesn't fit in the to-do list, but I'm like, you know what, let's go on a little walk. Let's go get some fresh air. And we come back and then I truly take that to-do list and break it apart of like, okay, what actually needs to be done today? And then what can be done tomorrow? And then what actually can go ahead and go to next week? Um, you know, it all starts becoming a little bit more digestible. And in a way of like, again, just keeping that aspect of like, we, we're not drowning. We're okay. We're just putting too much expectation on ourselves. So all the time, just keeping that reality of like, when we do a good job of balancing each other out too. Sometimes I laugh and say like, we can never be on the same page, but I guess it's a good thing because we need each other to kind of like calm each other down. But we do a good uh, job of like, if Ryan is reacting, like the sky is falling, I'm like, the sky's not falling, babe. Like, let's talk this through. Um, but at the same time, I'll, I'll have moments where I'm like acting like the sky is falling and and he'll bring me back down too. So Yeah. And, and too, Liz, I think something that we've learned, um, and I, I think that we're just continually learning this and we're going to always continue to learn. We, we talk about this weekly about having a growth mindset and what have we learned? What did we do good and how can we grow and get better? But is that that to-do list? will always be there. Yeah. It's not going away. And so just because I check every single box today and I smile, tomorrow is there again. It's not going away. And so having this like false belief and this false sense of pride of checking everything off, you'll never check it off because there will be something the next day that, that's going to demand something of you. And so viewing that as it, it's not the goal is not to get everything checked off so that the to-do list goes away the to-do list stays. And so how we can effectively manage it. And lastly, just kind of to wrap up this little part that we were talking about, um, we've really kind of uh, adopted on this like thought of remembering this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. So again, like, I don't like to be like an unrealistic, like again, life is not always just 
popping confetti like we wish that it was life can be hard um but in those moments just remembering like truly remembering like God has a purpose whether this is something to just like teach us a lesson or or grow us more than we ever thought we could be stretched or grown or whether we're going to wake up tomorrow and it'd be like a perfectly like laid out like oh my gosh this all makes sense I know exactly why this is happening just remembering it's not happening to us it's happening for us Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say how proud I am of you guys of just the growth you've had, but also the direction you're choosing to move this in and how it is so mission centered. And it's just, it's reflected in your people that you're leading and the business that you're growing and the way you serve your clients and the caliber of how you serve them uh, and everything and how you're preparing for baby and everything else. So, what closing words of you know, encouragement or advice would you give to someone who's at that stage of expansion? You know, they maybe have some people in their business, but they know they need to grow and and start hiring more people and grow their team and really um, root it in a strong culture. Any just words of wisdom for them? Um, the first thing that just like instantly came to my mind, I don't know if I should think about this a little bit more, but it was just like life changes truly right on the other side of fear. Um, it mm. just kind of takes one step. And it's like, for us, it's a step day by day. So we were actually talking, we had two of our team members here this morning um, in town and and they were kind of just like walking through with us, like our journey of what got us here and, you know, all these things, because in this, this four and a half years that we've had this business, our life has drastically changed. I mean, drastically each year, we could look back year by year and be like, we never imagined we'd be right here this year. So, you know, from launching it to the next year, starting our team to the next year, booking out the team and moving to a a different state. So we moved from Mississippi to Florida in a matter of a month. And it was just a again, it was just that stepping out in faith, like truly taking a leap of faith in all of these choices that we've made. Kind of backtracking just a little bit, we went full time right before we, we we brought on the members of our team, which for us, uh, we were teachers and coaches before we owned our photography company. So um, that was already a big, you know, risk of people are asking us like, well, I guess if this doesn't work for you, you can just go back to teaching, right? You know, like um, just everyone kind of questioning, you know, the choices that we were making and, and different things like that to where we are, you know, now and that we don't only have a successful photography now and and film um company but we are able to be blessed to educate others on building a photography company. It, it's just surreal to look back on the journey. Um but each each thing along the way that got us here was just continually taking that leap of faith, taking that step and we've experienced true life change in a way that like now um, I'm going to I'm going to start laughing to avoid crying because I'm not a crier. But for some reason, this whole pregnancy thing is making me <laughs> hormonal from what they say. But now we're, we're looking at bringing our first child into this world in a way that like we never envisioned a life for ourselves, much less for our future family, something that we had dreamed of. And honestly, even what we feel like we're living today is beyond what we could even dream of in the beginning. Um, we were, you know, like kind of small minded, not that we even realized that we were um, until now. Again, each opportunity presents another time for us just to step in that direction. So I just truly believe that life change is just like right on the other side of fear. Um, And if you're willing to take that step, 
then that could be what, what's the difference maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a sticky note right here that says um, all my fears, I will turn into praise. And, and I, I just completely agree. So if you're in your company right now and you know that like it's time to grow, my advice to you is lean in and know what's on the other side of this is better than you can think or imagine. And even if you don't know that you're in that time, um, that was, that's been another thing for us. There's been several times that we doubted, like, especially when we first started it, we were like, like I mentioned earlier in the the interview, uh, like we had no clue what we were doing when we first were like, you know what, maybe we should bring on two, two more people to like shoot more sessions and do more weddings. Even when you don't feel like super comfortable in knowing that that should be the next step, we just uh, would highly encourage that you hope in your mind and then start paying attention to the opportunities that may start presenting themselves a little more clearer once you have your mind open to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you two are just a ray of light in every arena you step into. So I am grateful to be a witness to it and uh, just a recipient of it. And thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. Cause I feel like this is a big, I don't even want to call it a roadblock, but it's a next step for people. And it's a little bit scary. And I love how you make it so human. And so, you know, this isn't something you studied or you had all laid out ahead of you. It was just a natural progression that you allowed to roll out before you and you did it with strong faith. And that's, there's no better way to do it. So thank you for joining us. And I'm excited to see this next chapter turn for you guys. It's going to be a beautiful one. Absolutely. Well, again, Liz, thank you so much for having us. Uh, We're just excited to be here. And again, thank you for everything that you do uh, for business owners and entrepreneurs to move them forward. My joy. It's my joy. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.